Hi, and thanks for tuning into the Bacon Wire podcast. On today's episode, we talked about Jack Hoiberg's transfer out of Michigan State, Tyson Walker's transfer into Michigan State, and what comes next for MSU basketball. Then, we talked about the first week of spring practice from MSU football, and then we talked a little bit about Zack Snyder's Justice League and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Stay tuned. Here's Spartan Dog 97. Thanks, Spartan Dog 97. When I'm not badgering MSU football to to print, if you're juiceless, you're useless shirts. I'm Spartan Dog 97. Two man pod today. Me and Lucas running a little running a little two man game. Uh, cue the Dwayne Wade, LeBron James alley oop pitcher. Um, Lucas, what's going on? Oh, not much. Uh, got my first vaccine shot on Thursday. How's the 5G reception? Is it good, or do you, it's or great. is the 5G it, the second dose? What's it, the second it, dose? Oh no, it's it's uh it's sporadic the first dose, but then uh, the second dose is when they really lock it in. So on April fifteenth, I'll have full reception at all times. I can't wait. Yeah, when you're in highly populated areas, it's strong, and then when you kind of get out to the boonies, it it starts to get a little spotty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean my my arm was sore for a couple days, but um, that was the worst I got. I got lucky apparently, but. You didn't turn um, into a mindless zombie. <laughs> no, like uh, Aubrey Huff said, yeah. you know, um, but I, it, it felt good. I'm not going to go on here like other MSU people and say that I teared up when I got my, uh, my shot, but um, it was a cool sign to see, you know, like progress is being made towards getting out of this thing, hopefully by the fall. Uh fuck sorry twitter distracted me no you're right like it's kind of like i saw that ford field this is something i've been an advocate for from the beginning like ford field is just like hey we have extra vaccinations come get it right so like that's that's good like that's the thing i've been advocating for the entire time is like is like fuck like the optics of like giving it to like quote unquote the right people like if they're going to go bad and everybody needs to get vaccinated anyway, just fucking give them out right. to whoever wants it. I mean, Monday, I think next Monday it's being opened up to everybody. Yeah. So, and I mean, like if you just, if you go at the right time where you sign up early enough, like you'll be able to get one anyway. So. Right. Like for those out there listening who are trying to get one, go through Meyer. That's, that's been the most successful way for a lot of people, including myself. If yeah, you have a Meyer around you. I've heard Meyer, or if you live close enough, if you live close enough to downtown Detroit, um, it seems like a lot of people having are having success just straight up walking into Ford Field. So oh, yeah, that's um, that's great. I believe Breslin Center is gonna start is gonna they're setting up Breslin Center to be a vaccination site. So if you're an MSU student living in East Lansing, you'll be able to go there pretty soon which will be great. So yep. we're, you know, we're getting there. We're the light at the end of the tunnel is getting a little brighter, but yeah. we're, we're getting there. Get some shots in your arms, yep. get your 5g. So you can have, so you can stream 4k Netflix from your phone, no matter where you are in the country. And we're we going to tailgate. Able- we can tailgate this fall. More yep. importantly, let's, let's all get together Let's have our bacon wire tailgate this fall for the Youngstown State game. 
what, book it I'm in your calendars. Again? There's no significance to that date at all. <laughs> it's just the second game of the year where it's still nice out. Um, so, you know, that's get some vax, get vaccinated, motherfuckers. Just do it. And if you're an anti-vaxxer, then um, fuck you. I don't know. Uh, you probably don't listen. You probably don't listen to this show. Yeah, anyway, you don't. You definitely don't listen to the show. If you made it this far, if you made it this far into the show with me as the host, then it, your cognitive dissonance is your third eye is open right. <laughs> to be able to drown out all the to be able to drown out all the bullshit I spew out on a regular basis when we're not talking about MSU or Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> to just be like, I like these guys how they talk about MSU and I don't understand anything else. <laughs> like uh we're they're they're that meme of the uh the orangutans on the talk show where MSU talk. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of monkey, uh Team Godzilla or Team Kong this this week, Lucas. Big week for uh, you know Kong. You know, Godzilla's bigger, but Kong, you know, he monkey. He a monkey. He, he monkey, but I think Godzilla is I'm team Godzilla. I think he I think he can sense something's going on. I'm team Godzilla. But we all know what's gonna happen. They're gonna team up to fight um Mecha Godzilla and they're gonna become best friends. That's true. They they I still can't wait to watch that movie. Fun fact about um Godzilla and King Kong, uh, both their mothers have the same name. Martha. <laughs> Martha. Both their mothers are named Martha. So um, it'll be that it'll be that common bond that'll that'll bring them together. <laughs> King Kong, why you say name? <laughs> why Martha? <laughs> uh, so we have some MSU news to talk about, believe yeah, it or not. Yeah. We the do. docket today uh, is, you know, it's kind of full. First things first, uh, MSU is now fully invested in the transfer portal game. Tyson Walker stepped into the portal and came out on the other side in the green and white. Uh, he comes from Northeastern, where he was a formidable score, where he was a formidable player. You know, averaging 17 points a game. Uh, you know. Lucas, what what do you think this move says about the future, at least the short-term future of MSU basketball? It's a good um, – it's just a great addition all around. I really like his game. Um, you know, Will, our, our good friend Will Hunter um, of Lockdown Spartans was talking about his, you know – I can't remember all the stats. He's, you know, E-field goal percentage, usage rate, um, shot rate, free throw rate we're all identical, if not better than, in my opinion, the best point guard I've ever seen in MSU, not name a team Cleves is Cassius Winston. Um, I think that's lofty expectations and I don't want to put that on him right away, but he looks like he can ball. I mean, he, he put up good numbers against some really decent um, power five schools this past season. Um, I, I like the move overall. And I think, you know, there's, it's just like, I, I think I said last pod, the next two months are going to be fascinating. We're going to find out a lot. And like, we've already found out a lot in one week. What's going to happen this week. I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm genuinely interested in what's going to happen with this team. Yeah. I, you know, I think 
I think some pieces are starting to fall into the place now where, you know, um, it's, it, you know, I, I think, I think this season was like, um, was a heat check for Izzo, you know, where he was just, where he felt like he had enough talent to do whatever he wanted. And, you know, he can just kind of guys will step up. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think this year kind of showed him, you know, much like other years, much like the years before he started playing the one and done game, that the game is going in a different direction. And, you know, what separates coaches like Tom Izzo from, you know, Archie Miller or, you know, coaches who don't have that kind of longevity in their job is they're able to adapt to the changing winds of, of college basketball. Right. You know, he may bitch about it. You know, he bitched about one and dones. He, he bitched about the transfer portal, but if it's going to help him, if it's going to help him reach a ninth final four or maybe help him get that second national championship, he's going to do it. And, and with it basically being to where you can trans, you have that one time transfer, you know, waiver where you can start and you can play immediately. You have to take advantage of it. You, you're being a fool if you aren't. Like, if you're just sticking to your guns as like a 65 year old man going, uh, no, I don't like that, then you're going to go the route of Mark Antonio eventually. Am I saying he's going to? No, because Izzo would rather die than CMSU basketball struggle. Um, after or during the, during his tenure for a long time. So I, I really like the move and I, I don't think we're done. Um, no. I don't think we're done. I think we're going to get one more transfer. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see because, you know, <clears throat> obviously um, we're not immune from transfer portal attrition either. You know, Jack Hoiberg announced earlier this week, he was leaving the port. He was entering the portal and leaving MSU. And that, that was expected. Yeah. And, and look, like Jack Hoiberg isn't isn't a starting point guard in the Big Ten, right? I think no. Jack Hoiberg even knows that. Mm-hmm. But he was obviously respected within the program. I mean, they don't hand out scholarships to anybody, right? So, so Jack getting that scholarship, regardless of whether or not he quote unquote needed it, right? It you know I think was a was a confirmation of, of the sacrifice and the blood and the sweat that he put into Michigan state basketball. And, you know, every team needs those depth guys who are, who are, you know, who have a tireless motor and just work day in and day out to one be be a harmonious presence in the locker room and two make sure everybody stays on top of their game. And, mm-hmm. you know, from everything we've heard about Jack, he, he was that guy. So, you know, just because he wasn't playing 28 minutes a game or 32 minutes a game and wasn't scoring in the double digits doesn't mean he's not going to – doesn't mean the team's going to not miss his presence, you know. So um, that's what that's what I would say. Yeah, I mean, we didn't need to give him the scholarship, but it was open because of the whole Kareem Mane not coming to MSU. You know, you might as well fill it. And Jack did plenty um, just being back up and being on the uh, scout team when he could like he he earned it and you know he has the pedigree you know his dad obviously but um yeah I'm, I'm gonna miss him but I think he could go to like western or central <laughs> never mind 
he could, you know, he could pair up with a good school in the Mac or like, you know, AAC or something and um, be a serviceable player, if not a starter, depending on what opportunity he goes for. Yeah. And, you know, we wish, we wish Jack all the best in his future Absolutely. endeavors. Um, and, you know, I, I think you're right, Lucas. I don't think we're done adding and I don't think we're done losing either. No, there, there's one that I think the, the longer time goes on, I think is more and more likely going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, I think as, I think as it gets easier and easier to transfer, there's going to be more, there's going to be more open movement among players, you know, within programs. And, and look, I think, I think I've been pretty vocal on this issue, but you know, let me just say it again. If you're not paying kids, the least you can do is give them freedom of movement. Right. If you're not going to let them pursue endorsement deals or be in the TikTok creator fund or like Twitch stream on their off days or whatever, you know, like then the least you can say is if you feel like you're not in the best situation, you can transfer because I, as a regular student, already have that luxury without, without, without penalty. I mean, some of my credits might not transfer, but like, I'm not going to miss a beat academically. If I just say, you know what? I want to go to, I want to go to, you know, Tennessee. I want to move down to Knoxville. I want to go to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if they're student athletes and they're students first, then they should be able to have the freedom of movement that a student has. You're right. Yeah. I don't have anything else to add hundred percent. Right. So, you know, just keep that in mind as, as players both come into and leave Michigan state basketball. Yeah. Um, we're, we're not going to sit here and speculate. I mean, I think if you, if you're on, if you're in the, <laughs> sorry, Twitter, just damn it. If you're on uh if you're in the MSU Twitter sphere, the Twitter universe, you know, who went on IG live yesterday after the Walker commit was made official and wasn't too happy about things. And it didn't help that you had other schools fans on his comments saying, you know, transfer, get the hell out. You suck. That doesn't help. But um, I think you can kind of hint at who I'm talking about and I'll let you figure it out. But um, I think that person is probably gone by the end of the week. I wouldn't be surprised. No, and you know, we'll, um, you know, obviously we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I'm, I don't want to talk more about it because it's just hard to come out because it's just hard without saying his name. And, you know, I don't like to speculate about things like this, you mm-hmm. know, things of this nature, players leaving the program. So, I, you know, I just, I'm not, I'm not comfortable talking about this um no. you know uh we'll we'll keep an eye on the ground we'll keep you updated from at bacon wire on twitter about about you know comings and goings of different players and where they're going and you know where we think they might where we think they might land but right uh you stay know tuned. i, I kind of want to stand back and stand by 
Yeah, exactly. I want to, um, I want to take a step back here, Lucas. I want to zoom out a little bit, not on the NCAA as a whole. We can kind of touch on March madness in a minute, but I want to get your thoughts on um, another team in the big 10 has hired a former player <laughs> to head their program. <laughs> uh, uh. Indiana, Indiana basketball <laughs> has hired um, Mike Woodson as their uh as their new men's basketball coach uh lucas to quote uh to quote the classic pbs children's program zabumafu now is the part where we throw our heads back in laughter (laughs) 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 what It's, it was it's it reminded me of the Austin Powers scene where uh, Doctor Evil and his gang are all laughing, you know, like they, <laughs> like they're all just sitting there laughing for like a minute straight. That was the Big Ten laughing at this hire. Now, I'm with Andrew Cumbau on. I think Thad Mata being the assistant AD and basically being like Mike Woodson's direct boss is a really good. That's a really good hire. I yeah. think. No, yeah. But it all depends on who Mike Woodson brings in as his assistants because Woodson is a, I think he was a pretty decent NBA coach for the most part. Um, had a good track record, had a couple of top seeded teams, but, you know, he could never get it done. Um, and, you know, he was at Indiana, I think 1976 or 80. So, you know, I get it's the golden child thing. And I guess I did, I guess I was close enough when I kept predicting Steve Alford, but. Um, I'm really curious to see who he's going to poach for his assistance because I've been, I did read that he, he's going to try to go after Fife or um, one of the UCLA assistants because they're both Indiana players. Yeah. It'll be interesting, you know, to see uh, what happens. You know, I, I, I don't, you know, I understand this higher from, from the perspective of, I expect the, I can't, um, I'm trying to collect my thought. I understand the hire from the perspective of the narrative, right? Yeah. Because, you know, Michigan had done the same thing. They hired a, they hired a, they hired a coach with no college coaching experience, but he was an alumni Mm -hmm. and part of, part of one of the most successful periods in the school's history. Yeah. Right. So, but what separates Jawan from Mike Woodson is one, Jawan's 25 years younger. Mm-hmm. Let me get the let me get the actual age gap here. Uh, you're you're pretty damn close. All right, I'm looking up Mike Woodson. You look up Jawan. So Mike Woodson, okay. 63. Jawan's 48. Yeah. So 48. So 20 years, right? Yeah. 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. And, you know, Mike Woodson has spent his entire career as an NBA coach, but he's been a head NBA coach and he's never recruited before. So, you know, like you said, Lucas, a lot is going to depend on the staff Woodson brings into Indiana, but it is not a. It's not a good hire. I don't think it's a great hire at all. 
the only way it can become a successful hire is if he hires great assistants who can recruit the fuck out of out of basketball, which I think Fife can. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to get him to leave. I just think it'd be really hard to turn down going back to your alma mater and you know having the possibility of if you kick ass as Mike Woodson's assistant, you can end up taking over for him. You know, like that's just that might be too tempting, but. If he hires good assistants who can recruit the fuck out of out of Indiana and the just the whole country, because Indiana is is a blue blood just based on their history, much like UCLA is a blue blood based on their history, and they haven't really done shit in like twenty years. But I think it's just if you can recruit Indiana, all you have to do is coach really well, and if you coach well enough, you're going to be a god there, and. I'm going to be honest. I thought the Archie Miller hire was really smart when it happened. I mean, I thought he was a good coach, but I just don't know what the fuck happened there. And it's, it, this seems like a panic hire to me. I don't know about you. It just seems like, it seems like they called Brad Stevens and he basically said, fuck off and survive. And, um, you know, I don't know why the fuck you would call Chris Holtman. That blew my mind is like, it's it's like the oh sweet baby what is you doing like what the fuck are you doing there are people who would bend over backwards to leave for indiana and i got if they didn't even talk if they talked to chris holtman i wonder if they even tried to talk to chris beard who i think before texas opening up would have had would have definitely considered going to indiana um you know and a couple other coaches you know you're you have the tournament here why the fuck aren't you just taking your time, wait till the final four, and then see if any of these dudes want to come coach your team? This was a panic hire, and I, I get wanting to rest on your legacy, but at the same time, I think legacy can only take you so far. If you want to rest on your legacy, just fucking hire Bobby Knight. Like, he's still kicking. <laughs> yeah. Hire Bobby That's Knight, make him hire a successor, and just fucking – He's too old to throw chairs. I mean, fuck. I just don't, I don't understand this hire. And if I'm an Indiana fan, I'm, I'm furious. That I you really have, can't wait to hear tomorrow's LCB. You have two, you have two boosters individually who are willing to one. You have a single booster who is willing to pay $10 million to buy out Archie Miller. Cubes. Right. And you have another booster who says, whatever your exit, whatever coach you hire, I will pay for, I will pay for whatever they, whatever resources you need to find your next coach. I got you. And this is what you come up with. I, I I do not understand if I'm the booster who paid $10 million for Archie Miller's buyout. The next time I get a call from Indiana, I'm hanging the fucking phone up. I I, I hope the call I hope it was Mark Cuban who is said, I'll pay for the new head coach. And he, they just do like a zoom meeting. He does like this, you know, that look I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, could you imagine like Mark Cuban's so fucking smart and he knows Mike Woodson, you know, from his, from being the NBA. And I mean, I could see Cuban approving of it, but in my head, if it were me, I'd be like, okay, so who do, who do we have? You know, like some, give you know, say Chris Beard or someone. Um, no, not uh, no, not exactly Chris Beard, but he uh, he does have a beard. Um, 
Yeah, uh, his name is uh, his name is Mike Woodson, and I just kind of go, huh? I think you're cutting out. <laughs> just do yeah. a face scramble. Oh, hey, what's that? Oh, I, uh, I. <laughs> can we get that page? Can we get the money for it right now? Oh, um, I'll call you back. Yeah, I gotta talk to my accountant. Who, who knows? Like Jawan Howard is one of the rare, uh, rare examples that it works. And I didn't think it would work that well at the beginning, but he had enough of a track record in the NBA and, you know, the first hundred million dollar man in basketball, you know, the two final fours, et cetera, to, to make it pay off. But this is just like, I'm, if Izzo starts out getting swept by Mike Woodson, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Just like Izzo started out getting almost getting swept by Archie Miller. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> it's like the Antonio losing to Lovey Smith every time they played. It's the Lovey Smith hire of the Big Ten, a basketball scene. Yeah, I I just don't get it. And, you know, we can, we can talk about coaching, you know, uh, and we can kind of extrapolate that out to the rest of the NCAA. This Shaka Smart move to Marquette, you know, is – that that's basically i think texas was like look we got enough to buy you out you know if you if you want you know we got enough to where we can fire you and then he just goes no fuck you i quit that that seems like what it was i don't know if his contract was up i think it was up wasn't it i read it he had another two years i think okay i read it as as like look like we could buy you out, but we don't really want to. We took a chance on you. It didn't work out the way we thought it would. No. So like, we're going to help you get another job and we're just going to hit the reset button. Didn't he always say he wanted to coach Marquette? Yeah. Because that's, it's his alma mater. Yeah. I, and speaking of Chris Beard, I think he's going to Texas. I would be floored if he didn't go to Texas. I, I don't know if I. We'll see. Um, that's I'm not alma mater. Like that's his dream job. Yeah. So you know, we'll we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. You know, Chris Beard, not only leaving for a conference opponent, but an in-state opponent. Right. So you know, we'll we'll have to keep our eyes out on that. I guess it just depends on how committed the boosters are to how com- committed the boosters are to basketball. You know, um, maybe right, they're yeah, saving. If, if, and Maybe they're already saving up for Sark's buyout. You know, we don't know what the <laughs> we don't know what the boosters. Yeah, they're like, look, we might need to go cheap for a couple of years on the coach, yeah. and then refocus on basketball because we don't know how Sark's going to work out. <laughs> yeah, it's like, listen, can't you just like promote an assistant? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought about that. You know, switching basic. You know, switching a couple hundred. You know, I don't know how far Lubbock is from um, Austin, but you know, I would get the animosity that tech would have for that, but you know, maybe tech comes out of the blue and says, you know, we'll double your salary or, you know, we'll make it worth your while. If you stay, I could see that. Cause I think he's built a pretty great program in a very short time and it'd be really hard to leave that. But at the same time, Lubbock isn't that impressive compared to being in Austin. Uh, that, Lubbock to Austin is 373 miles. Okay. So a day trip. Yeah, five hours. Five, five hours, eight five, minutes. Six hours. Okay. Yeah, I. In my opinion, I think he. I think he's going to take it. But I was the one saying that I think Stevens is going to go to Indiana because 
I thought Indiana would be waiting until after April to hire their head coach just because they're fucking stupid. Well, I, I would have think... loved it if they waited. And Brad <laughs> they... Stevens still told them no. If <laughs> they just waited and then Boston gets eliminated from the playoffs, they call and they go, hey, huh? Yeah? what do you think? Like family guy Peter going, come on. Come on. And then Steve... <laughs> Brad just still hangs up the phone on him. And... Yeah. I... <sighs> I think I think they probably reached out to Brad and Brad was like, "Yeah, not not this time, fellas. Call and, call me in a couple of years." Yeah. So I think they're just like, you know, it'll be interesting to see how. Like I said, they did hire Thad Mata. You like you said, Lucas, they did hire Thad Mata as that's smart. Essentially, Mike Woodson's boss, like the person Mike Woodson is going to report to, and the person that. If he's in good health, it wouldn't surprise me if they fired Woodson, like say midway through a season, then Mata took over on the bench. Yeah, no, definitely. If um, if he's healthy enough, you know that's always a that's always a big question mark. With we're, we're not we're not Indiana wire, but this is a really this whole coaching search from beginning to end was really fascinating. And like we started finding out rumored about Mike Woodson, what I think Wednesday, <laughs> and. And you just kind of didn't want to believe it. And then today it happens and you're, we're just, I'm just floored at it, to be honest. So, um, Thad Mata. Yeah. So that's, that's, you know, Indiana wire. Uh, <laughs> Hoosier wire. Yeah. Hoosier wire. Uh, <laughs> zooming out to, zooming out to the, to the NCAA tournament, you know, um, Gonzaga is really fucking good. Uh, as if we needed more confirmation of that. Uh, they're fucking awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I think everybody's just playing to playing to lose to playing to lose to Gonzaga. You know, that's kind of where everyone's at. Yeah, I, they're they are the literal buzzsaw like that's It's the metaphor that's worn out. But I just. I just don't fucking see anyone coming close. Like they might get tested. I, I hope they get tested in the game because then everyone they can prove to everyone. You know they can hope they can do it in any any way. But at the same time, I kind of hope they just beat the fuck out of everybody to the to the title game and just kill whoever's there. Just just to shut up all the people who say it's Gonzaga. Right. So, you know, well, you know, the, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens to the, to the other teams. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens the rest of the tournament. We're talking right now during the Alabama UCLA game. So, which I think is the final game of the elite eight of the sweet 16. So no, um, the elite eight. is Oregon USC. Oh yeah, that's correct. Um, this schedule, I'm sorry, this scheduling was so stupid. Like, why couldn't you keep it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? I did, I don't, I don't get it. There, what was their reasoning like to get more exposure? I don't know what their reasoning was because it's not like, like, I get the first weekend why they needed to do kind of a kind of a different schedule because they were working with less venues, right? So they had to turn the venues over more often and right. they had to get crews in and out and they had extra safety protocols because of COVID or whatever. I understand that, but 
I don't know. Once you get down to the like the Sweet 16, like I just feel like you didn't need to do all that. You could have just switched back to a regular. I don't know. Whatever. Well, um, at, least, at least Saturday and Monday are the final four national title game. It's not like Sunday and Tuesday or some bullshit. Right. So, um, you know. I Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be Gonzaga. I, I want to say Alabama, but I've been literally wrong with, like, everyone I've bet for. So I don't want to pick the, the East Regional. Arkansas has literally hung on by the skin of their teeth. They should have lost last night. Um, they should have lost to Texas Tech. I think Baylor's going to mop the floor with them. And if Houston doesn't make the final four, it's a disappointment because you should, with, with the road you've gotten to get there, you should be going the final four. You should be skate cruising to the final four. Yeah. Um, it, it's a uh, you know, we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, I, the conversation we have on Sundays, you know, is going to be the the last time we. You know, the last time we talk about an actual college basketball game until until October. So, man, that's gonna suck. If you guys hated Movie Wire last year, oh buddy, just fucking wait. Uh, oh, get ready. Switching over to MSU football, you know, spring ball has started. Uh, yep. The pads are on. If you're juiceless, you're useless. Uh, I desperately want a t-shirt. I don't know why they're not making, why they're not making t-shirts of if you're useless, you're useless. I want those. I want them. Nike. If you're listening, please make the shirts. No, I mean, it's not even Nike, like nudge printing home field. Well, no home field doesn't have big boy sizes. Neither does nudge, but yeah, they got one big boy size MSU shirt. Uh, DXL, you know, <laughs> yeah. I want to go have- to Burlington coat factory and get a seven XL. Um, like pajama, <laughs> pajama, pajama length MSU. If you're juiceless, you're useless. Shirt. So I exactly. really, hope, I really hope they're listening. I want, yeah, fucking get it done, figure it out. Uh, but you know, all the things coming out of spring ball. You know, I'm excited. You know, spring ball means we're close to a spring game, and a spring game means we're close to means we're close to actual football being played. It's awesome. It's exciting. I can't wait. It's going to be great. And uh, they are going to let fans in. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to for the spring game. Yeah. So I hope uh, I hope they kind of announce what's going to happen for that in terms of logistics, like how they're going to admit people and see if you have to like like buy a ticket or like print one out or something. Yeah, it'll be um, it'll be interesting. So we'll see. Um, I don't know if they're you know again the the uh, it's an interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens when you know spring game is usually free that we know, mm-hmm. and this year I I think. 
Governor Whitmer said the capacity for outdoor venues is about 10%. So Spartan Stadium, that'd be about 7,500 fans, give yeah. or take, depending on, depending on suites or whatever. It's not like the spring games are full anyway. Right. I mean, the spring games are sparsely attended, but, you know, this year's spring game might be a little. Yeah. Might be a little more, you know, you're, you're well attended. People storming, storming the gates to, to get in. Yeah. Uh, punching the, you know, punching a window, uh, <laughs> you know, will the cops let them through? We'll see. They're just a bunch of frustrated patriots who want to watch college football live and in person, you know. We're going to bring electric cars up and like creep behind the security guards like Dwight or like Andy running over Dwight in the office. Yeah. And the Prius. Yeah. If it goes below five miles an hour, it's silent. Yep. <laughs> oh, uh, I just can't wait for things to get a little more normal again. Like if we're sitting in Spartan stadium in a month, you know, even if I have my mask on, you know, even if I, I'm just like six feet apart from the closest fan on all sides of me. Don't care. It's worth it. It's worth, it's worth the drive. Yep. Um, absolutely worth the drive. I just, I, I want to see football live and in person again. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want to go back to concerts. I bought the dip on like five concerts <laughs> last April and they're all canceled. Oof. So you know, yeah, I, get, I want to go to I want to go to Rage in Detroit, but I don't know if that's happening this year. Still, I get I get the money back, but uh, remember our very first episode? We're like, well, maybe we can go to Rage in August. Nope, <laughs> boy, we're, we're fucking idiots. <laughs> oh, it's it's still on. Okay, interesting. Oh, okay, no, they're still on. Wow, fucking cool, yummy. Just fucking at old takes exposed, you know. God damn. <laughs> yeah, I want to go back and listen to like our first couple episodes just to be like, you know, I think we're gonna be able to go to football games in the fall. Like we were so optimistic. You know, a vaccine will be out available by October. <laughs> yeah, that, that was... wasn't like too far off, but we were it's just like we're like puppy dogs, like our eyes were like, Yeah, this isn't gonna be long, and then all of a sudden, wow, we're still in it a year a year plus later. Yeah, there's <laughs> Oof, big oof. <laughs> hey, did, uh, did you watch the Snyder Cut? I, I did not watch the Snyder Cut. I was gonna um I was gonna actually talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier right now, but you know we okay, can I, I haven't watched the latest episode, but okay. Um, What'd you make episode one then? Hmm? What'd you make episode one then? I'm curious. Um I don't know why they need <sighs> Okay, I get why they had to have it like just basically a big exposition episode. Like you had to go deal with Bucky having just the worst PTSD imaginable. Like I think a guy like him, what he went through and like how many people he killed, like not on his own will. And being a hundred years old. And being, yeah, a hundred fucking years old, you probably want to blow your head off. Like with, with all the trauma that's inside your head. Like uh, Jane Lynch and role models, like I have sick thoughts, sick thoughts. It's just I thought of watching Twist. Bucky this whole episode. Bucky's a twisted psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> twisted freaking psychopath. Someone should get crappy MSU Photoshopper. If you're listening, I need the um, edit of the short-haired Bucky 
and the, the long-haired long Bucky with the same like text and format style as the Walter White Heisenberg meme. When you listen to this and you don't know what I'm talking about, DM Lucas. He'll send you the I, reference I have meme. It on my phone, ready to go. Yeah, um, we need we need the Bucky Winter Soldier version of that. That is brilliant. Um, and I, I like to see what Falcon was up to. Um, what Sam? Yeah, Sam. What Sam was up to. Um, you know, it, it's setting up a lot. It's just setting up. It was just a big setup episode. And um, I did like it, but, um, you know, Cassie's kind of out on it. She, she was, she was disappointed by it. And I don't think she's going to watch like WandaVision just like took her expectations and blew them away. And she's just like, Oh, this is regular Marvel again. Huh? I'm like, well, yeah. Like, did you think it was just going to be all a bunch of weird shit now? Well, I think, um, you know, I, like the Chapo Trap House did an episode on the Snyder Cut. Like I didn't watch the Snyder Cut, but I listened to the Chapo Trap House episode and they they talk, you know, they're not, they're very, um, you know, I don't think anti-Marvel is the right word, but they they make fun of Marvel a lot. And, you know, they kind of delineate Marvel and DC as like, Marvel is like everyone is like just like you and like it would be like if you were in this situation and you had these abilities like this is what you would do and DC are like these are literal gods and these are like god issues right and I thought that was a neat point because like I know they they brought up the fact that one of the things that made it to the Snyder Cut from the Whedon Cut is like Batman buying buying a bank so Martha so Martha Kent can get her house back, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and then you contrast that with the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and you can't get a fucking bank loan. Yeah, that was really interesting. It's like they're literally paid like teachers or like, you know, most of the military. Like you're just you do your civil duty and that should be enough. But here's, you know. Here's enough to get you by barely. You know what drives me crazy about that is like, it's just one of those things that I never thought about before. And they never really talked about, uh, you know, there was a, there was a thing in age of Ultron where I think, uh, I think Sam asked Steve if he bought a place in Brooklyn yet. And Steve was like, I can't afford a place in Brooklyn. Like it was just like some sly quip about like, about like how Brooklyn's like this booming gentrifying area of New York. Right. And like that scene was like, oh, like he was literal. Like he literally can't afford a place in Brooklyn. He's (laughs) not joking. Like he's not joking. Like that wasn't a joke. Like he actually cannot afford to live in Brooklyn. Yeah. Like you think arguably the most iconic, superhero in the canon of the mcu you know just based on how old he is and how many people grew up knowing him would be able to just walk anywhere and get whatever he wanted but you know and even then even if even then like sam can't just go like hey pepper like i need like 60 grand to like to make sure my family business doesn't fail right my nephews don't starve like what the fuck yeah if 
you got to wonder, like, you know, if Tony should have uh, put together some sort of fun to, like, help the the people who literally saved the, the universe. Like, if they need something within reason, like, take it to, like, an arbitrator or, like, you know, a lawyer and they go, okay, you know, Falcon can get six, 60 grand considering he aged six years. And, you know, people thought, you know, he technically died once. I think he can get 60, 70 grand for that grief that he put people through. Yeah, for the family business. Yeah. That went to shit while he was literally non-existent. Right. I I really like the show, though. I, I love Falcon. I love both those characters. Like, I <clears throat> I rewatched all the Captain America movies over the last couple of weeks, and I, I think that they are the best standalone well, Guardians is pretty fucking good, but I think Captain America is the most important standalone Marvel movies, or at least its own franchise. Like, it's Civil definite. War. It's definitely the most cohesive trilogy of the yes. of the OG Avengers who got trilogies. Like, it's definitely the most cohesive of of all of them. Yeah, like I think Guardians is incredible, but um, I'm not the biggest fan of Guardians two per se. So and like Fal- like Captain America one's good, Winter Soldier's great, Civil War is great, but I think Winter Soldier is one of the best comic book movies ever made. Yeah, no, definitely, and I think, um, and I, you know, and I, um, you know, and I think you're really gonna like this second episode because it kind of elevates everything you like about the Captain America movies and translates it out, right. you know, um. There, Bucky and Sam do interact in this episode. Okay, good. There's a lot of tension. Um, you know, um, they continue to talk about race, and like they continue to talk about race in this episode, and it's going, mm-hmm. and it's going to a really interesting place. That I can't wait to see where they go further with that, and uh, we get a lot more uh, John Walker in this episode. Good old Wyatt Russell. Yeah. Why, you know, uh, the the least problematic of the Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn children. <laughs> he uh, looked weird. I got to admit, like that final scene in the first episode when he smi- when he did, you know, his like kind of pose. He looks weird as fuck without a beard. He looks his, weird as fuck. His face threw me off. I'm like, he looks like he's a high school virgin. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, no. Uh, the no beard you know every he's had a beard in everything i've seen him in so like when you know when he's like a clean cut military guy it's it's weird it's weird as fuck i will say that yeah i i'm i like this show a lot but i can't wait for loki loki's gonna be a trip i think yeah loki's gonna be a lot of fun it's just gonna be hiddleston chewing scenery throughout time and we get owen wilson and like a crew cut and a mustache yeah, that's going to be great. That's going to uh, be awesome. I got to ask you, uh, you know, uh, Black Widow is oh yeah, simultaneously coming to theaters and on Disney Plus with Premiere Access. Are you going to go to theaters or are you going to do Premiere Access? You know, I think that's a movie that should be seen in theaters. Um, but... I don't know. It just depends on because like I usually watch those movies with, um, you know, my my in-laws and my brother-in-law. Like we usually always go to every Marvel movie. Yeah. So and there and my in-laws 
are going to be fully vaccinated in a couple of weeks, and so are we. But I don't know about my brother-in-law. He's trying to get on the list. But um, I think it just depends on comfortability. Like, my in-laws have been to the theater a couple times since it opened up in Michigan. You know, I only went once for tenant and I haven't been back since I don't want, I don't want to go back and well, I'm going back for Godzilla vs Kong, but um, I, I personally want to go to the theater, but um, if no one else wants to, I'm okay with paying 30 bucks to have them come over to our house and, you know, watch it down here on the big screen. Yeah. I think, you know, I think it just depends on what your optimal setup is. Right. Because, you yeah. know, I have a, I have a pretty substantial TV in my basement with the sound bar and subwoofer that, mm-hmm. you know, services just fine. And, you know, when you break the cost down, there's five members of my family. Yeah. And if we were to all go to the theater, I mean, shit, before you even talk about concessions, you're, it's already half off what you would spend in the theater. Just well, the, just the admission alone is right. half off. Do you have any budget theaters near you? Uh, we, I mean, we don't know. Um, we, I kind of one that's five dollar tickets. Yeah, I live in a, I live in um, I live in a bougie area, so hmm. all my theaters are you know the luxury, the luxury recliners. They serve alcohol. Yeah, we've got that too. Yeah, so like, I, the, I think it was, it my was closest, fun. my closest theater is an Imagine. So my, mine is Celebration, which is like a really fancy one in the mid in uh, West Michigan. Yeah. They, I, uh, I saw, I think I saw John wick two with the Okemos one. Okay. So I, I know celebration. Yeah. Yeah. But like there, there's one about 10 minutes from me that is like a $5 theater. And then like you, if you're a member, you get like 20% off food and drinks. So it's like, if, if they're all comfortable with that, I'm okay with going to the theater for it. Yeah, like, I mean, I think by then it's going to be a little more lax and open up anyway. Yeah, but I think like just as like a matter of cost, you know. Yeah, like they they went and saw Raya at the theater and they liked it, but like it's thirty bucks, you know, right now on Disney Plus, and it's going to be on there on like June fourth. Yeah, so, so I'm not. Yeah, I'll just wait. I mean, I heard I've heard great things. I've heard yeah. nothing but great things about Raya. Yeah, like I listened to the review that the boys did, but. Um, it's not one to where I was itching to go watch it. I think it'll be interesting. You know, I, um, I think the next movie after Black Widow was Shang-Chi in October and that one they're still saying is exclusively theaters. I think, I think by then it's going to be pretty, I don't know if I'm going to say a hundred percent, but probably 75, 80% movie theaters, maybe a hundred. I mean, Florida is going to be a hundred. No, Florida is going to be a hundred by Memorial Day, no matter what. Texas is a hundred, isn't it? Yeah, I mean Texas has no mask mandate. That's and only just so like that's only so that's only so people bitch at people bitching at teenagers making minimum wage about enforcing yeah. a company's mask mandate over a state mask mandate, you know. Yeah, it's like fuck you if you do that to someone. But like Indiana is dropping their mask mandate uh next Monday. Yeah, so you know, I think, you know, the you know, by July the by July the conservative states will definitely be you right. know, a hundred percent normal, no matter what, but, um, but with, with the premium, it's going to be interesting if Disney kills it with this pricing, like if, cause I think a lot of people are going to go, wow, 30 bucks to watch it. And I think you get to keep it. Yeah. My dad. Yeah. You get to keep it. It's not a rental. You own it. Like, I think that's going to blow that number is going to be out of the water. Yeah. That. Cause they said Mulan did okay, 
but Black Widow is going to kill that number. And if they, if that works with Black Widow, they should do that with Shang Chi. I don't. I I think. I this is the problem I think with the premier access is like they only did it for Mulan and for Rhea out of necessity, right? right? Like I don't think they were really testing what premier access can be. I think it was just like, we need to get these movies out. We can't hold on to them any longer. Like they just need to, they just, we need to push them out. You know, right? like you're sitting on them and you're lo- like, they're slowly, I wouldn't say losing value, but like black widow, you know, we're two years removed from her character being dead in present time. And, you know, like that, you know how much how much of a shelf life can that backstory have i mean it should have been out almost a year ago almost a year ago in a month yeah in a month it would be a full year yeah so you know i and i'm really curious to see like you know like say it's october and theaters are still struggling like what are they going to do with james bond because you know that's been that's been a big one too that was the first one to get delayed that was the first blockbuster to get moved i wonder if if MGM would just eventually cave and sell it to a streamer. I don't know. I think, well, again, MGM's just a distributor. It'd be the, right. the Broccoli family has the, has the final say on James Bond, but like getting back to my point about premier access, I think black widow is the, is going to be the true test of how, of how successful premier access is going to be. Right? right. Because for a family like mine, right. A family of five for us to go, to even if we had a value theater around us it would be $25 for us to all go right right? so even if we were to go to a budget theater we pay an extra five dollars and we get to watch it from the comfort of our own homes Mm -hmm. and you know we don't have and the reality is we don't have a budget theater so it's $11 so we're saving $36 over you know or uh twenty five dollars right and we could take that twenty five dollars and get pizza and and snacks and beer and drinks and we you know my dad could buy a bottle of Blanton's or like really high-end whiskey for us to drink and like outback steakhouse takeout shout out Jeff D Lowe yep uh you know, for us to eat and we'd still come out ahead. So I think that's going to be the, ca- I think like a lot of bigger families are going to go for it. And, you know, Speaking of I, Outback, I need to get Outback again soon. Yeah. The, fuck. Now I just want Outback. God damn it. I haven't had I it in years. So I need I to get have it. said that, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, while we're, while we're recording, um, Alabama, our future good boy head coach Nate Oates is struggling against UCLA. So hopefully it's a little better. Uh, hopefully it's a little better outcome in a little bit. Yeah. Jaime Gaslighter, Jaquez, Jack Quez or whatever. Um, yeah. Folks, he's this, doing it again. This movie it's this summer is going to be interesting for concerts. Like, you know, rage is, is happening July 27th. Is it really still going to happen July 27th? Yeah. Or are they going to push I, it back another year? I believe I have tickets to go see Newfound Glory in June. I believe that's still happening. Okay. 
Um, you like masks and try to keep try to keep your distance and all that shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like for a show like that where you're like, um, you know, where it's like a mosh pit show. I don't know. We'll see. Um, it says the event is postponed, so no. I guess we'll we'll figure it out. I guess we'll get there. All right. Anything else today, Lucas? We good? I think we're good, man. All right. So next, uh, next week we'll talk. We'll talk the national title game and all that shit. Yeah, we'll preview the national title game. Give an update on MSU football if there is any. And then, I'll, I'll give Lucas some homework to get caught up on Falcon and Winter Soldiers, so yep. we can have a more in-depth discussion. Uh, until then, Lucas, go green, go white. Listen for the best My reputation's never been worse So you must like me for me We can't make any promises now, can we, babe? But you can make me a dream